0: Business Tech Weekly, episode number fifty. Yeah, yeah. Uh, All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode, the fiftieth episode. <laughs> of business tech weekly
1: all right
0: my name is cliff ravenscraft
1: and my name is andy traub
0: and that of course was 50 cent 50 cent 50 cent uh which was the first time i've ever heard 50 cent in my entire life and i think it might be the last
1: Oh, I was lobbying for that to be our new show uh, intro, but yeah, maybe we'll go back to
0: yeah, I, I, right I th- intro. I think I started speaking right over some explicit lyrics, so I think I, I think I killed it at right just the right uh-huh. time. So everybody, this is our 50th episode of Business Tech Weekly, big five zero man, half a century. What's up with that?
1: <laughs> half a century. Uh, well, you know we're we're weathered experienced podcasters
0: my hair is grayer today than when we first started the show would you believe that
1: podcasting podcasting has the same effect as a presidency you know it it adds aging you know rapidly it does no we're getting we're getting better all the time so yeah you know i should go back i think i listen to some old episodes every once in a while but It'd be fun to go back and listen to the first couple. So,
0: <laughs> all right. Yeah. So, uh, Bob is in the chat room. And he says, "I wonder what the chance that uh, would be that you would that you could play Fifty Cent and remain family
1: friendly." <laughs> nice. <laughs> I think we played as much Fifty Cent as you could, <laughs> and still be family friendly. Anyway,
0: you know? so so just, just so you know, if anybody's interested, that was Disco Inferno by Fifty Cent. And uh, yeah. you are indeed listening to episode fifty.
1: Fifty. So thanks Fitty. for uh, thanks for inviting me to uh, have a podcast with you, Cliff. Well, you're
0: welcome. Thank you for uh, joining me and and putting up with me for fifty episodes. I think this is pretty cool stuff.
1: I think so too. It um, it's been fun. It's been informative. I know. And- uh, it's brought me some more money, so thanks for that.
0: I'm I'm glad that it's brought you money. Uh, it's brought me more money. Uh, you, you know, this vast, huge, gigantic internet following that you have has uh, definitely padded the number of plus memberships that we have, and and that's uh, truly enjoyable on my end as well. So it's it's a total win-win relationship we got going on here.
1: We do, we do, and 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 I'll be open here and say that you know I had a realization probably ten episodes in before I had built some credibility through the show uh, and before, you know, I just, you know, before you have that longevity, not the 50 is longevity, but it's longer than five. You know, I had this sort of doubts in my mind, like, wait a minute, how am I benefiting from this other than I get to hang out a cliff, which is awesome. But, you know, you just go, what, what, what's, is this a good investment of my time? And the answer is absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it- absolutely. And, and it takes a little while, but um, w- once you get it figured out, you know, <laughs> it's totally, totally, totally worth it.
0: I, I, cool. I'm glad you see it that way. Um, and, and you're right. You have 10 episodes in. I can certainly see where the question would pop up. It's like, why do I do this every single week? But, yeah. uh, you know, I, I can point to Chris Biting, uh, co-host of Help, I Got a Mac. And I will tell you right now, um, I would say that 90% of his income Uh, In the last thirty days, and probably for the next uh, somewhere between seventy to ninety percent of his income for the next two or three months is directly as a result of one client that I have that has hired him. Yeah, and you passed it on, and uh, and yeah, and and, well, and not only that, but I mean, he it's it's not necessarily that I just had to do the referral either. He's like, dude, I would love to work with Chris. I didn't know he did that, and but he but I listened to his podcast with you every week, and it was that whole same deal. So I mean. And 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 not to mention the fact that he's gotten some you know other sweet la- he's landed some other major deals and and uh, stuff. He started doing video tutorials and sure. and stuff like that. And as the result of our podcast, he became extremely well known uh, for uh, our our love of ScreenFlow. And he actually got hired by ScreenFlow to do ScreenFlow's videos. Yeah, which then led him to a place of full time employment with a startup company or not a startup company, but another company. And so being on a podcast has, has, I mean, Chris has been on a major journey of jumping from one of the next, you know, the next big step to the nether to, mm-hmm. to where he is today, self-employed uh, currently and, and loving it.
1: Yeah, it, it's, uh, it's testimony. And, and, you know, I didn't start doing the podcast with you for any financial reason, but, you know, it's, it's in a very practical way brought business my way and and it's testimony to what we preach to people, which is, you know, if you if you put yourself out there as an expert and you prove it by putting out helpful content, then people can't help but, you know, see you in in the light of, wow, this person is an expert. And and frankly, it's because if you've got 50 hours of uh, content that someone can take in, which we have that plus more probably. Then, you know, that's fifty hours of positioning them. That's fifty hours of selling yourself to them, and that's obviously not how we, you know, we don't stop for commercial breaks for AndyTrob.com or anything like that. But you don't have to. People will seek you out, and um, you know, we have we have some feedback actually from a listener uh, today about, you know, that they became a plus member because of Business Tech Weekly. So, yep, I'm keeping track of all of those. By the way, awesome, <laughs> awesome, very good.
0: <laughs> so, so what is going on in the world of technology? I I know that man. I am I am totally bummed by one story in particular that has just. Yeah. I, I it just makes no sense at all to me. At, I mean it 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 blows my mind.
1: But well, and it's it's somewhat complex. You know, I, I'd like to think it's more simple than it is, but um, mm. you know, frankly, here the story is at X Marks, which is used to be Fox Marks because it was part of the Firefox, um. You know, browser, and then uh, it went cross-platform, and it worked with Chrome and I think Internet Explorer and maybe even Safari too. But this this ser- service called you now Xmarks uh, would sync your your bookmarks and, and other information across all browsers. A universal syncing tool didn't ever charge anything, and I don't believe they ever had uh, uh, an opportunity for me to pay them anything. Is that accurate?
0: Uh, no, they're not that I'm aware of. I mean,
1: and from, I'm, I'm 99.9% sure that they've, they've never asked for a nickel from me. And and long story short, this thing has exploded. It, and, and they, they sort of always had this plan of monetizing it and that deal after deal fall through to where they can no longer sustain it based on, you know, they have investors, which is how they've gone as far as they have, uh, so far. But, uh, at the end of the day, they sent out a, a note via their blog, and I got an email today actually from them that uh, Xmarks, as of January of 2011, so three months from now, is shutting down. They will, they will be no more. And um, one of the reasons they said was because you know Firefox and Chrome they have built-in tools now where you can sync your your bookmarks across those browsers. But to my knowledge, Cliff, and please correct me if I'm wrong, that doesn't really solve my problem if I use different browsers.
0: Right. Right. Yeah, and, and I, I gave up on Firefox a long time ago, um, at least a long time ago in, in my tech days. Uh, what was that like a month ago, um, yeah. or two? Uh, but anyway, yeah, it doesn't solve that. And and here's this here's the situation. We we've talked about this multiple times, but I really wish businesses would go into this thing with a monetization strategy. You know, knowing what it is they're going to do to to make this thing continue to go. One of the things I don't understand is, of course, I, let me ask you of in the X marks, did you did you start syncing your passwords? I didn't. I, I did a different tool for that. I didn't either. I did not use that. I, I have no idea why they spent so much time, energy, and resources on syncing passwords and this this goes to another thing is find that one thing you do so well that mm-hmm. j- there's just nobody that can compete with you because you're so awesome at that one thing. And there are so many other, I mean, there are literally, hands down, there are, I don't know, 10, 15 other services that do a totally awesome job of keeping your password safe and synced and all that other stuff and making it easy to access. Whereas, you know, when it comes down to making your bookmarks sync between any, just about virtually any browser out there, I mean, who else is there outside of Marks?
1: Well, and... I mean, maybe maybe there are, I, I don't know. The, the alternatives they gave on their blog post and in their email were basically, you know, use the Firefox sync tool they have now built in. Use the Chrome one. But to my knowledge, there's no replacement service for that. And, and let me go back, Cliff. I don't know that they didn't have a monetization model idea plan. But one that I I know that they never implemented, if it was a plan, they never asked me for any money.
0: They never right? asked me for
1: money either. In fact, and, given... And that's what they have now. They have this upswell of, uh, I'll pay for it. I'll <laughs> pay for it. Yeah, and that's, that's what's interesting is you wonder how many users they have and how many would be willing to pay. I mean, I talked about... Um, I sent a tweet out yesterday. There's a program from Mac called Omrider. O-M-M-W-R-I-T-E-R. Omrider. Mm-hmm. It's a free download. And basically, it's just this really simple program for, for it's a, it creates a space basically for you to write without distractions. It's this really, really clean interface um, and it's free and it's always been free. And I, I was using it to write a blog post yesterday and I went back to their website just to check it out because I was going to talk about it on today's show. And they have a paid version now. Mm-hmm. And on their paid version, it's sort of hey, you know, you can give us the, the least you can pay is $4.11 or something like that, but you can give us whatever you want. Which is totally random. But my point is, that I think they had a model at some point down the line. Okay, we'll give them the basic, but then if we'll kind of juice it up and we'll give them, we'll, we'll charge for it. And I just, I don't know if I'm oversimplifying things, Cliff, but I don't, they never asked me. Would you that. pay 12 bucks a year for X marks? Oh, I'm laughing.
0: Yes. I mean, who, who wouldn't? I mean if you if, I mean for those of us who are truly bummed about it, I, I would in a heartbeat I' I'd, I'd probably pay 20 bucks a, a year or 25 bucks a year and and, and so some folks are out there they they're throwing in some other options you know there's delicious and there's web-based stuff but I, t- I want to say there is something about because I, I by the way, I never click on bookmarks and do a drop down. Um, there's always on Firefox and in Chrome, there and I think even in Safari there is a bookmark bookmarks toolbar. So any of the bookmarks that are in that toolbar actually show up just above the top of your brow. You know, right at the top of your browser. And so there's this entire row. And of course, I I I cut off the I keep the icons up there. But I keep, I, I like email, instead of actually saying Gmail or Google Mail or Ravenscraft.org Mail, it just, it's got a little picture of, it's got the favicon of an envelope and it's got the letter E next to it. And then right next to that is an, a favicon for a, that shows a calendar and it's got the letter C next to it. And right mm-hmm. next to that uh, is a, a, a favicon of a phone and it's got the letter V next to that, which stands for, you know, Google Voice. Um, there's a little picture of a spreadsheet, a little favicon of a spreadsheet and it says SS, which means spreadsheet. There's the uh, favicon of the high rise logo and it says HR. And I mean, I just have these things branched all the way across my Google or uh, my browser toolbar and it doesn't matter if I I'm on Chrome, but then I you know, it also it syncs to my Safari which also every time I sync my iPad if I added a brand new bookmark on that toolbar, that toolbar also, or that that bookmark also exists in the bookmarks on my iPad, my iPhone. Um, you know, when when I randomly have to go into Firefox uh, to do something, it there. I mean, it's just so much a natural, every single day part of my business life mm-hmm. that it it literally is going to be painful the very first time i will go in add two or three new bookmarks to my toolbar and then i go to another browser and that bookmark's not synced over there i'm and, I, it's going to be a very sad day for me
1: and i think the other thing is well and, and, you know the sad day people might think you're exaggerating a bit well i'm not it messes it messes with your workflow that's the issue that yeah I mean, imagine if you woke up one day and you went to go throw something in the trash and your trash can was moved we did that when we first moved to our house like we had a trash can in one spot had some work done on our plumbing and we moved the trash can for, I I guarantee you six months, <laughs> I would reach for where the trash can used to be, you know, and I would throw, like I throw trash in there and it's a matter of habit and workflow. And, and on some people are saying, why would you need X marks? And I don't need it. You know, there's, there's some conversation going on in the chat about that. That's fine if you don't need it. Yeah. But there's A lot of people who do that, that's who we're talking about. I'm not trying to convince people that you need X marks, but I'm saying for those who have had it, um, and rely a, on it, yeah, and flip a switch and charge me for it, and if that doesn't work, then they can say, you know, hey, we'll at least honor your one year you know uh, subscription, but after that we're done you know that's that's fine with me so i, I you know I, well, and one and I want to mention one thing which is you know some people say, why would you need it Well, I'll give them one example is I do access my bookmarks on other people's computers because mm-hmm. that X marks does have you know, if you go to xmarks.com you can access your bookmarks yes through their site which is certainly something you can't do on chrome to my knowledge or firefox or so on and so forth so anyway that that's my one of the reasons i use it when i'm on other people's computers rarely yes but just to know that they're backed up is it's another place to have it backed up which is always a good thing so anyway we're very sad about that and darn it xmarks if you're listening send me a bill
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, and send me one as well and, and and you know here, hopefully, th- this is a service. I think probably they're underestimating uh, their its value, and I'm hoping that somebody's going to come along and say, you know what, let let's buy this thing, you know, let let's buy this thing and and let let's let's carry it forward. I think enough people are using it, and I don't think there is a good alternative for the kind of use that we're finding from it. Yeah. And, and and Bob is saying they tried to sell it. Yeah, they tried to sell it a couple times. I understand that. But uh the, the people walked away. I, I don't know what the dollar figures were, but man, you know, even even if you sell it for something really cheap, it's gotta be better than just letting it die.
1: Yeah. I Yeah, you know? and again again though, they don't I've never gotten a survey. They they obviously have my email address, Cliff, because they sent me an email today. Yep. I've never gotten a survey, you know, and stinking use Google Forms for it, it's free. Three questions. you know, one question. How much, or two questions. How long have you been an Marks user? Mm-hmm. Okay, that, I think that would be a good question. Number two, how much would you be willing to pay? Five, 50, whatever. You know, give me three options of what, you know, and then take those, and, and obviously it's not going to be 100% accurate. But, you know, I could say I'll pay 50 and then I'll, I, don't want, I don't pull the trigger. But, uh, you know, it's a good example of, as you said, Cliff, you know, have a model in the beginning. But secondly, use your tribe. I mean, have you read Blue Like Jazz by Donald Miller? I have. Um, there's a, there's a website, I think it's called save blue light jazz or something like that. Just Google that. But, uh, they, Donald Miller was working on a movie for the book and basically they just shut it down because of funding. They said they needed $150,000 and a couple of fans of Donald Miller and his writing said, well, that's stupid. Why don't you just ask people for the money? (laughs) So that's what they're doing. They have a a website set up and I think they have like three months to raise 150 grand and they've raised like 30 grand in the first like couple of days. Sweet. Uh, but that's the idea of it's like, you know, before you shut down, you know, reach out to the community. So,
0: Absolutely.
1: There's your tech. One's one tech story of the day. <laughs> exactly. Hey, uh,
0: what is this Square Payment Systems? Have you, have you got your Square yet?
1: I did not get a Square. I, I'm following the Square Payment Systems because I think it's interesting. And for those who don't know, it, it's a little uh, attachment to your iPhone or iPad that you can use. I think iPod Touch, too. But you can basically take payments through it. Uh, and it, it's, it's, it's pretty much, um, it's, it, it's not a, an idea. I mean, it's, it's a reality and, and the actual unit that you plug into your, um, to your iPod or, or iPad, uh, it's free. And then the service takes a certain percentage of, of whatever transaction you have. It takes credit card transactions. And this is, I think, fascinating is that they are, using social media reputations of businesses, Square is as a company, to basically give businesses credit approval. So instead of just your traditional run your credit score, uh, they are using reviews on Yelp and they're using number of Twitter followers to, you know, as part of the approval process uh, for businesses to use their service. And the reason I wanted to bring it up on this show was I just think that's a fascinating shift from this was a hobby or what good is Twitter to where people are literally using it to measure the reputation of a business? Right. Um, I just think that's a fascinating shift of the traditional model, which is some computer system with some algorithm, to we're going to go, you know, use a private business's tool, which is Twitter. And see how many followers you have or how many Yelp reviews that you have. I just think that a, it's a fascinating connection for me of how real social media is in its, in its real life um, validation of businesses. And I'm not saying you have to be on social media if you're a business, but I am saying if you are, uh, it'll, it'll, at least there's one business, which is Square, that says you know, that validates your existence on some level. So I thought it was
0: interesting. Steven's got a question in the chat room that I think is a good one. Uh, You know, what are they monitoring on Twitter? Is it just the number of tweets, the number of followers? I mean, do they have an algorithm that they're using to to measure influence? Because I'm a huge proponent of uh, not doing what a lot of people do, which is paying for Twitter followers.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, I I would hope that they have some intentionality about what they're doing, because by all means, you and I have seen it, you know, uh, seven thousand followers in 38 tweets yeah which is an automatic you know fake you know give me a break you know and that's that's you're right you can't just go by yeah you have this number of followers because you have to go by influence and there are tools out there i believe that are accurately measuring influence out there i love i.e. how many times are you retweeted things like that so i
0: love WeFollow. have you ever looked at wefollow.com
1: well, I'm going to look at it right now, my friends. I put a friendly link in the chat room. I just put a chat link. Uh, if you do,
0: um, if you go to wefollow.com and type in the word podcaster as a tag, and you can t- do any t- tag, um, but anyway, if you type that in, it'll show you, and it ranks um, like the most influential. Look
1: at you! Good for you, Cliff Ravenscraft.
0: It, it shows you who some of the more influential people in that topic is when when online. And you can see that you can, it'll actually, they have it broken down into tabs. It's got the most influential, which is their default view. And then you have uh, most followers. And of course, if you look, if you click on most followers, you're going to see that I'm not even on, am I on the first page? I'm not even on the first page. Um, But if I go to the second page. No, you're not. You're not uh, on the first page. I'm not on the second page either. But if I go yeah. to the third page, I'm number 6 I'm ranked number 61 with when it comes to the number of followers. Right. But if you click on most influential, I'm number 1. And my good friend Victor Kayel is uh number 2. Uh I'm not even aware of who David Ellis is, unfortunately, or Brian Dunging. Uh, yeah. but uh, Ray Ortega is number 6 on most influential and he happens to even be on the in the chat room today. So um I this is what I like. I like I like ones where they're they've got some sort of algorithm. They're using some kind of formula mm-hmm. to determine, you know, what is this person's level of influence in a community around a given topic. And we mm-hmm. fo- wefollow.com is a great great service.
1: Well, and and I, I completely agree. This is this is fascinating. I'm looking at um I'm looking at uh, I to Christian as well. Uh, and that's another interesting one: Rick Warren, Donald Miller, Jeremy Camp, folks like that. But anyway, interesting. And the other part of it is, I think more and more um, tools are building this in. I think Usfora has a has a uh, influence uh, measurement. If they don't, I know that Hootsuite does. They call it Clout with a K. Um, you know, I, I don't know that it's the most accurate, but anyway, I I think that it it's it's trying to measure at least something more than just followers because. And, and I and I appreciate that. So, to answer Steven's question, I, I do believe that they would look at more than just oh, check they have ten thousand followers. Because, as you and I know, that doesn't mean much. Right. You know, I mean, I could have ten thousand nails. It doesn't make me a home builder. Right. Hmm. Um. So, yeah. So it, that's uh. Appreciate you bringing up We Follow. That's nice. I. uh I'm, I'm nowhere to be found, but that's
0: okay. Well, you have to add yourself. you, ha- you have to add yourself. So what you do is oh, you, add
1: yourself you, to we follow.
0: You, yeah, add yourself to we follow, and I think you're only allowed to pick three tags. Oh my so, gosh! So, so like for example, technology. Uh, you you could be supermodel. Yeah, tech. Uh, you know exactly supermodel. Uh, all those different tags. Te- but anyway, and then it basically puts you in those categories, and it's how you would describe yourself. And so I would can, for you, you're probably tech technology. And, you know, some other key it <laughs> And supermodel.
1: So. Nice. Yep. Nice. Alrighty. I'll have to, I don't know, that's a lot of pressure to choose those. But I'll, It uh, is.
0: I, I think I'm podcast, podcaster, and podcasting.
1: <laughs> hey, Cliff. Yeah. Way to be focused, buddy. I'm way all, to be focused.
0: It's all about the focus, my
1: friend. Amen. Focus. All right, so. Speaking of focus, how's that outline? Okay, we're doing good.
0: Yeah. Hey, uh, one thing here, real quick. I want to give an update on my Kindle. It's week two, Kindle oh. week two, and it still rocks. I love <laughs> it. Um, and I want to say that I have confirmed that if you have the Wi-Fi version of the Kindle, that when you email documents of any type over to the Kindle, there is no charge. It is. I've actually huh? that's huh? actually written in the documentation.
1: I, if I email a PDF to my Kindle address, because they give me a Kindle address, correct?
0: Yep. Yep. There is no it charge.
1: Is, there is no charge? Tra- I, I think that's new. If I think you,
0: there used to be, right? If you have a 3G model, there is a charge. <laughs> okay. All right. So Just if, because you're using a 3G network? Yes. And I think there's a way that you can do like your address at free.kindle.com. Which will only send that to your Kindle via Wi Fi. Now I don't have a three G Kindle, so I've not been able to confirm any of that. Good to know um, though, man. But uh, I understand that if you that, that my understanding is that if you have the three G model and you want to bypass the cost and just wait until you're next to a Wi-Fi connection, then send it to at you know at free instead of at Kindle.com. Nice. But I do know for me the Wi-Fi version, uh, it works. And by the way, you can go to Instapaper and you can actually uh, get a specialized email address and you can go and put that email address on your approved emailing list. And now, once a day, anything that I send over to Instapaper for me to read later now shows up on the home page of my Kindle.
1: Cliff Ravensgraf, I'm as straight as an arrow, but I could kiss you on the cheek for that tip. It that is, is awesome. It is totally cool. I love Instapaper, but I have such a hard time implementing it. Cliff, I got to see a Kindle 3 yesterday in my hands. What'd you think? Well, let me tell you this. This is how cool Twitter is. Sent a tweet out and said, anybody in Sioux Falls have a Kindle 3 I can look at? And a guy wrote back and said, I love mine. And I said, that's great, but can I see it? And the next morning, um, after some Googling, you know, he and I met for breakfast meeting, got to meet him awesome guy christian works for the city in sioux falls and he got you know let me like see his kindle and i was like this thing is thinking amazing and what yeah. i couldn't get in my head was the screen is the same size you know as the other as kindle too mm-hmm. they just got rid of all the fat you know so i'm very very tempted
0: gspn.tv slash kindle what for... you'd
1: get uh what's the what's the amazon commissions like i think could... I, Three or four
0: percent. I, it, yeah I, I make about five bucks if you buy a Kindle from there i I've, I've sold a couple I'm just
1: your sugar mama I mean I just keep sending you money your way but I right. do, do it for you buddy and I'll just
0: and I haven't tried this service out yet but I just want to tell people about this other service it's called Kindlefeeder.com mm. and uh, again I, I've not tried it I think it's free it's free if you send a couple feeds but then if you have a lot of feeds that you want to send yeah. over you can pay more. Uh, personally, I, I'm trying to avoid using this service just because I want to use my Kindle to read lots of books and not blogs. Uh, as a matter of fact, I'm really good at following. I, I'm still following uh, Mashable currently from the iPad using my, you know, one of the RSS readers that I've got on the iPad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm okay for reading from the iPad in you know short little bursts of times. But if I want to sit down and read for an hour or two, uh, the Kindle's the way to go.
1: Yeah. And and by the way, I've been doing a lot of that. I I am. That's great, man.
0: I'm browsing through the books. Look out, world. Here I come.
1: You need to. uh, Did you pick up Art of Nonconformity yet?
0: No, I haven't. What's that? Yeah.
1: So good. Chris Gillibow is his name. Art of Nonconformity. Very much about, uh, you know, designing the life that you want to live, entrepreneurship, uh, self employment, um, you know, not asking for permission. Uh, Just a very. It's sort of like uh, a Lynchpin's brother, but his personal journey story. He's really, he's a believer, really cool guy. He's on a 50 state book tour right now. He's going to be in Sioux Falls um, October 5th. So awesome. I mean, that's another book I put out there. If you read it and don't like it, send me your copy and I'll give you your money back. I mean. Well, I can't Phenomenal, do that if it's on the Kindle. But hey, uh here, here's
0: here's the here's the situation. Uh Ray put a link to my uh, new Twitter account that I created. <laughs> yeah, what is that?
1: Twitter.com slash cliffs.
0: What is it? It's Cliff's Kindle. So if you go go to go ahead and do that. Twitter.com I feel like
1: I'm following one of your house like one of your pets or something.
0: Yeah. Uh Twitter.com slash CliffsKindle has what its own.
1: I, I feel like an idiot. What it, do I to do? What? <laughs> I feel like an idiot. I'm following a device. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> so anyway, you you can follow Cliff's Kindle now. I I basically didn't want to accidentally send out tons of tweets. So I mean, I will be reading a book, and I'm just like quoting it's like like crazy. I'll highlight a section of oh, text. That, okay, and you can tweet them out, and it, you can and it'll tweet it right from your Kindle. That makes sense. Yes. And I don't so, mind
1: clouding up my feed, though. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna spam everybody. We'll see yeah, I, I mean,
0: if you, th- there are times when I'll put like eight of these in a row, and and so I don't want to put that in my stream. But what I've done is I, I'll put anything and everything I could possibly think that I might want later to refer back to, yeah. and I put it into Cliff's Kindle. You know, uh, that's feed. smart. It's like
1: your Instapaper, right?
0: Exactly. Well, not only that, it's not just that, but it's the fact is, is I want to randomly. Uh, and and strategically retweet my Kindle into my feed.
1: <laughs> I'm lost because you just said randomly and strategically. So yes, uh, that was like jumbo shrimp to me. It's going to be strategically
0: <laughs> random. <laughs> the the randomness is a part of the strategy. How's that?
1: <laughs> I want to have to listen to the replay.
0: All right, but listen to this. One, like for example, uh, here, here's one of the the Cliff's Kindles tweets. It says, "Don't allow yourself to have a negative attitude." I, I, I suggest avoiding those who do. And there's a link, and of course, it's a Click quote. It, it, that's the comment that I made.
1: This is so cool.
0: And then you link, you click the link, and it takes you yeah. to what I highlighted in the book *Think and Grow Rich*, where it says there is no hope of success for the person who repels people through a negative personality. Success comes through the application of power, and power is attained through the cooperative cooperative efforts of other people. A negative personality will not induce cooperation.
1: That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I'm just kidding. <laughs> So I mean it's just like That's awesome dude. Oh it, it's it's what a
0: great little service. This is just amazing. I mean this book is out of this world. Like for example, do All right, you So stri- how are
1: you oh, hold on. How are you insert how are you randomly what did you say? Randomly and strategically in, including that in your own feed? Is that what you said? Yeah, so
0: what I what I do is I will I, I I can I I can put as many quotes into Cliffs Kindle as much as possible. In fact, Okay. I you, gotcha. don't, you don't even you don't even need to uh, follow Cliff's Kindle because what's going to happen is I personally am going to go to twitter.com slash CliffsKindle and, and retweet I will retweet things randomly in my own feed pulled from that list of things that I've sent to my kin- from my Kindle. Alright. Does that make sense? I'm digging it, dude. I'm digging it. You just got two new followers. And check this out. Uh, do you struggle with self-confidence? question mark And here's the link. If you think you're outclassed, you are. You've got to think high to. You've got to think high to rise. You've got to be sure of yourself before you can ever win a prize. Life's battles don't always go to the stronger or faster man, but sooner or later, the but soon or late, the one who wins is always the one who thinks he can. Nice. I mean, there's just so much. There are so many, and of course, I've always told people, it's like, man, I love this book, Think and Grow Rich. You know, there's a lot of New Age junk that I don't like. Uh, absolutely
1: th- there's, there's your some, disclaimer people there's your disclaimer
0: it, it's got so much um you know inf- you know the universal consciousness and and, yeah. and speaking things from the ethos and making them <laughs> I mean some of it's just so far-fetched but if you cl- if you actually click through and follow Cliffs Kindle there and read on it those are all quotes from this book and these are prints if I have highlighted it and put it in my stream I want to tell you not only do I believe it, I know for a fact that everything that I've quoted there is 100% a principle that is true and I have experienced it myself and I see it not only in my life but in the lives of people around me.
1: So what you just told me, Cliff, um, with this this new system that Kindle has is that that's one of the reasons that held me back from getting one was because I like to interact with my books, circle, so on and so forth. And with Art of Nonconformity... Um, I I would circle sections and write TW, meaning hey I wanted to tweet that out eventually. And I bet I did that a hundred times in that book. Yeah. Right. Yep. So now I can. All I need to Kindle.
0: Anyway. <laughs> hey, and uh, Bob Jordan's saying how much stuff can you quote? It is limited. I don't know what the number of characters is, but I know that you can't you can't quite do an entire paragraph. I think if it's a small paragraph, you might be able to get the whole thing in there. Uh, so I mean it's obviously limited for copyright purposes and stuff but uh you know it's a <laughs> quote a book you know, well, the thing is if you I mean if you do a couple sentences at a time it's it it, it appears that you could get most of an entire chapter called the thir- the top 30 reasons why most people fail <laughs> <laughs> I've almost got the entire chapter quoted in <laughs> Cliff Kindle right now
1: number one number two number three
0: yeah yeah. So anyway, I I just wanted to give an update. I mean, the Kindle it really is helping me personally, and it's helping me help others, and 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 it's definitely one of the one of the things I'm most excited about purchasing. So
1: yeah, my wife and I are reading a book called "Living in Love" by Betty and James Robinson. They have a, a TV ministry. They're one of the normal Christian people on TV. There aren't a lot of them, but there's there's a couple, and um, we just started reading that together, and um, it is something that you know to read it either for, you know, to, for business, I read a lot of business books and I read them pretty fast, but it's definitely can be a shared experience with spouses. So there you go. T te- you know, fellow techie geeky friends, there's your relationship plus business equals Kindle.
0: <laughs> All right. What else is on the agenda to talk about
1: today? Well, I, I had a, a cool feedback from, uh, another, uh, uh, listener of uh, business Tech weekly. I'll read this real quick. And, um, he had picked up some of my tutorials, and he said, I'm a GSPN Plus member, and I listen to all your Business Tech Weekly podcasts, and I subscribe to your email newsletter. Love the podcast. FYI, BTW was the deciding factor for me getting GSPN Plus membership. Sweet. Also looking forward to your Lynchpin podcast as well. And he has a couple um, blogs or uh, podcasts, which I'll mention, which is uh, foodsarenotdrugs.com and um, uncensoredsocialunderground.com. And that's from a, a listener and Plus member, Andrew, so Andrew, thank you for listening. Thank you for your kind email, and uh, that went that went right into my affirmation folder. <laughs> uh, but it's just uh, it's encouraging to see people uh, see value in what we're talking about, and then become plus members. And obviously that helps you and your family, and helps uh, keep the engine going. And um, just appreciate people interacting with us in those ways. And that's that's frankly, I mean, I, I would talk to you even if we didn't have listeners, Cliff. But it sure makes it a lot more fun when we get to know that. People all over the world are are interacting, and you know, I just I really hunger for that interaction. I I want to know who's listening, and how we can you know serve them better. I just I love 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 listener feedback, good or bad. I love it.
0: Absolutely, and I like the good stuff better than the bad (laughs) stuff personally. You send send the bad stuff to Andy at andytrob.com. Send (laughs) send the good stuff to both of us. Just carbon (laughs) just carbon copy me on it. Thank you. Thank you. Bad stuff goes to Andy though. (laughs) Just saying. Thanks for clarifying. <laughs> if you agree with this, then you can send it to both. If there you, you disagree, eh, mm, eh. not so much. I, I'm busy. I, you know, it, it's bittersweet when you get somebody that has a
1: valid point and it's like, oh, I don't want to hear this. <laughs> it's so constructive. I saw that on the forum the other day on Engadget. Somebody wrote something about the iPad and somebody wrote back and kind of like shot his comment down. And the next comment was the guy who made the original criticism and he wrote, I hate it when I'm wrong. <laughs> you know, it's, you know, they didn't make fun of him anymore. You know, yeah. but yeah, yeah. just admit, admit you were wrong. All righty. So,
0: uh, well, I'll tell you what. I know you got one more big story there, but uh, before you do, I just want to say, coming back from Boston, uh, yeah, uh, my uh, remember, I think uh, I told you I got a, a Virgin Mobile MiFi device. I did. I did
1: not know that, Cliff Ravenscraft. You didn't? I did not know that.
0: Oh, dude, it's no, totally but I, awesome.
1: I we were friends, but that's okay. No, I'm kidding. So you got a Virgin MyFi? Give me the give me the quick and dirty on it.
0: It's forty dollars a month, unlimited bandwidth. What? Yep, and there's no contract. So I. They're usually of, sixty, aren't they? They're I mean, usually about sixty. Most
1: services are about sixty bucks a month. And two
0: and 100. two year contract. But, but you, that? I think I paid one hundred and fifty dollars for the device, and there was no contract, and I could either pay. I think it was ten. I think it's ten dollars for ten day for ten megabytes of, of data, uh-huh. and it'll uh-huh. last for ten days. Um, or I could pay $40 or it might be $20 for 10 megas. anyway, or I could pay $40 for an entire 30 or 30 or 31 day period, uh, and have unlimited bandwidth. And at the end of the 30 days, which by the way, at the end of this 30 days, I am going to, um, I am going to, uh, cancel the service. I won't need it for quite some time. But I tell you this, the next time I'm getting ready to go out on a trip, I'm going to fire that service right back up again. And I love the fact that I'm not tied to a contract. Yeah. That's, and it, it was very useful because they had free smart. Wi-Fi at the airport and no, not good. It, it hardly worked at all. And well, and
1: I've seen it at the Denver airport. This was one of my, I don't know if it's still this way, but you couldn't get on with your iPad. Yeah. It, you know, for some reason, the way you logged in, it wouldn't give approval to an iPad. So yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. That's really smart. I I had to call Stephen Cross last time and have him mail me his. <laughs> so owning your own is a good idea. So um where where can I get one of those, man?
0: Uh I think you just go to virginmobile.com. Just do do a Google search for Virgin Mobile MyFi. Mm. And uh I I know
1: they were sold out for a little while, but I I'm sure they're back in now. That's awesome. Virgin's doing a lot of um prepaid stuff. They're they're pretty smart. Right.
0: I'll tell you what, do you need to end right now or can we go longer today?
1: No, we can we can go. I you know. Yeah,
0: yeah, we're at 40 minutes. We usually try to stick between 30 to 45 minutes, but uh today I, I just had a uh, you know, just those things I wanted to share and I see a story on here that I have not heard about yet and it's yeah. something I need to hear about. So tell me, you know, why you shouldn't rely on one company for everything.
1: Well, here's the context of, of this is it was actually a question someone posted either in Free Agent Academy or 48 days um, .net that they basically said, Hey, I'm looking to, to either, I think it was either start a site for themselves or they wanted to build sites for other people and said, has anyone used windows live online services? And basically, you know, he says for this much a year, you get all this stuff, you know, and it was shared space and it was a website building tools and, you know, you get a free domain and yada, yada, yada. And I just said as kindly, but as clearly as I could, um, no, don't do that. And I can tell you from experience, so the context is, you know, what should you do with all these all-in-one packages? And there's another service called Moonfruit, and same thing, you can go there get a domain, build a website, get your emails, everything through one. I mean, GoDaddy has some of those options as well. And, you know, the reason that I, I caution them against it is things like, he's like, well, but they don't have a blog built into it. And I'm going, well, then <laughs> that's not a good idea. But the reason it kind of melted into the story, which is that Windows Live had some blogs in there that reportedly, Cliff, have 300 million users. But internally, they think about 1% are going to move over to WordPress.com. WordPress.com has basically bought all these bloggers and said, you know, you can move your stuff over here. But here's my point. All these people were relying on this one all-inclusive service, Windows Office Live, whatever it was called. And I can just tell you because I've had to do this for a couple clients, is when they want to leave, once they built that site and realized one, how ugly it is, but two, just how unmanageable it is, is that if you want to move your domain away from them, this is what happens. By default, they will release it. And it's like incredibly complicated to get them to release the domain, but they will. And it goes by default to a company in Australia, which does not have a one eight hundred number. You have to call. Can, matter of
0: fact, I can tell you right now it's called Melbourne IT. You yep. know how I know? Yep. Because it took me four months to transfer my domain from those stupid. Oh, okay. Wait. Yeah. It took me four months to transfer my domain from that company.
1: Right. And it didn't take me as long. I think because maybe I, I don't know. Well, maybe you didn't, I, you I didn't like,
0: have a.org address. If you had a.org, it would have taken you four months.
1: Anyway. So I had a client that said, you know, I have this website and you you literally cannot build a good website using one of those tools no. i mean using that tool i should say maybe there's others you can but here, here's my point is that when i and i in the past i told people to use Moonfruit. it's a hundred percent flash based site it's dead simple to create but here's here's the issue is that when you wanted to move it away it moved it to a um a, a, a different company it moved your domain and transferred to a different company so this company is just basically getting all of your, your all these people with leftover domains, and then you have to transfer them to you know a real domain manager basically, and, and fundamentally the problem is these people like you and I you have all your domains at GoDaddy right?
0: Yes, all but all, your- all but one which I okay. used uh, virtualassistantpodcast.com is my domain registered with Bluehost.
1: Right. So so you have domains, you have hosting, you know those are usually separate in some way. And even you can even have your email separate. Like I have hosting, Bluehost, Domains, GoDaddy, email hosted by Google, you know, my main, you know. So what I'm saying is, for as much as, you know, we're fanboys of all-inclusive sometimes, you know, and I've been more of a fan of all-inclusive than you have, you like to separate things. And and I'm coming more to that side, I think, because it's just, people hear this, hey, it's all-inclusive and it's this much a year. And I'm going, listen, for $7 a year, you know, uh, or $7 a month, And then, you know, $10 a year for your domain, you can have all this space and all this control. And I just want to caution people against the shortcuts. Because, you know, that WordPress format, whether it's .com or .org, I mean, it's just, I just really, I'm a very strong believer in it. It's very popular for a reason. But I just get discouraged because people spend so much time and energy, they think it's easier to do these all-inclusive services. And frankly, it's just not. And And then what happens if they are bought out and you have to move? Which is what's happening with anyone that had a blog on that space. What they figured out is very, very few people are active in that Windows Live blogging space, what it was called, because the format was so clunky. So, you know, there's a reason sometimes that things are cheaper and easier. And, but at the same time, you know, it's not that much cheap, you know, more expensive to go your own route, you know. So I just caution people against those all inclusive services. And and I, I have to compete against them. You know, when people look at, let's see, should I do it? Should I do the do yourself WordPress.com, where Andy charges me five hundred dollars to learn how to build a site, or should I go do, you know, uh, this Windows thing that's sixty bucks a year, or Moonfruit, which is sixty bucks a year? And you can build your own site, and when that's fine. But if you ever want to leave it, you're in trouble. <laughs> you know, yeah. and just people don't know that because they haven't had to wait four months like you did, or make calls to Australia and wait online like I did you know what I mean so thank god for skype <laughs> you know and yeah. make sure i had enough skype credit to call australia and wait on hold for an hour so
0: it is it is crazy stuff the the things you have to go through when you try to make a lot of shortcuts and make your life easier right up front and and i understand some people's desires to do that um but i you know one of the greatest things that i've learned is that sometimes you just have to put money down to invest in your business to stop seeing it i, I love this one of my clients just sent me an email and uh, she says, "Listen, as far as cost is concerned, you know, I don't, I don't consider what you do for me an expense. I consider it an investment in the future, in the success of the future of my business. And and I and I value that, and I love hearing that kind of that kind of thinking. Sometimes, you know, when, when it comes down to it, when you have a website that you're building for your business, this is your home on the web. Man, you know, it's it's kind of like you know." It, it, I, I think all those other services are like renting and and this is you know like owning and yeah you know, when you yeah, well
1: own, said. that's a really good summary but you yeah. know
0: you want to own your own place on the web and you want to be able to decorate it the way you want to decorate it and you want to be able to have the ability to have hire somebody to come in and, and do some interior design and and to, to make it look like you want it to look and and there's so much flexibility and customization you can tear out walls if you want to. You, mean, sure. you can do whatever you want because you own the place. Mm-hmm. And so that's the way I think about it.
1: Yeah, I agree. Hey, man, thanks for 50 great episodes. 50. And, uh, 50. 50. 50. 50. And uh, looking forward to many, many more. Absolutely. At least at least another 50. At least five <laughs> or six. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, Andy, thank you so much. Everybody, thank you. Oh, you know what? We've got two voicemails. But yeah, I'll tell you what, we'll play them next week.
1: First thing next week, I'm going to put it in the notes right now. Put that
0: in the notes. We have two voicemails uh, next week. And, of course, uh, we'll even play more if you call us at 859-795-4067, 859-795-4067. If you want to, you can always record an audio file like an MP3 or use your voice memo app on your iPhone or iPod Touch or iPad. Or I'm sure your Android device probably has some method of recording oh, some audio. Oh. Just send that over to as an email attachment to feedback at gspn.tv. And until next time, everybody, we encourage you to become a Plus member and to join the community.